Welcome, everybody, to a very, very special episode of The Last Word with Big Duke. Joining us today is one of my best friends, and I have your, uh, your accolades here, and hopefully I hit them all. So here we go. Former Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Heritage Champion. Yup. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Tag Team Champion. Yup. CCW Wire Champion. Yup. New Wave Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion. The last ones. SoCal Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champion. The best. And United Wrestling Network Tag Team Champion. You know it, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Yuma, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me, Duke. I haven't seen your face in a long time. You know, we've talked <laughs> on the phone a lot since you moved, but I haven't seen yeah. those, those baby blues in a long time. Oh, they're here in the Northeast, my man. And I'm batting them every day now that the sun's coming out more was, and more every day. I was going to say the snow is gone and you're, you're the, the only thing. Gone. Bright, you're brightening up the world with spring. <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, <laughs> Andrew, I didn't, I did a little bit of research this week and we've known each other for what? 10 years now? Uh, about, I think longer, 11, maybe? 2010? Maybe a little. Yeah, yeah. So about 10, 11 years now. Do you know we've only wrestled 11 times? Really? Mm-hmm. I really, and first of all, right off the bat, let's start this off by me saying you are one of my favorite opponents of all time. And I mean that. Thank you. I mean Thank that. you. I've been a lot of places and some, and I just, I, some of my best and hardest hitting matches, you sure, you sure didn't mm-hmm. mind hitting, hitting your little pal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, they, they were with you, man. I love, I, 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 I loved what you would bring out of me, and I, and I loved uh, bringing something different out of you when we were in there. I, I loved it, man. Definitely. I can't, believe it, was, I can't believe it was only eleven times. A lot of crappy Seven Eleven shows we did and stuff. Oh, we we're usually well, team, I, though, huh? We usually team those, or we always did like you know battle royals or something like that. But I just wanted to let you know, and I don't want to rub it in your face. Out of the eleven times that we've wrestled, don't you dare! I hold, I hold a ten and one record over you. Are you serious? Yeah. Didn't I? Did no? You've you've beat yeah. you, you've beaten me one time, and that was in TJ. That's right. It was a tag too, wasn't it? Tag, yeah, with 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 Tyler with NXT superstar Tyler Rust. That's right. In front of a packed auditorio in Tijuana, Mexico, thousands <laughs> of people, the Rock Nest Monsters yes. went toe to toe with Big Duke. And uh, Tyler Rust. And uh, that was the match where we got screamed at by the commissioner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we fought in the crowd and Kevin was going to do a moonsault and he yelled at us and we thought he was kidding and he was not fucking kidding at (laughs) all. He was dead serious. And then we moved the moonsault to the Mm -hmm. ring and it went horribly wrong as a result. You got crushed against the apron. And my I arm did. got caught between you and, and BHK and uh, Kevin ate the apron as I mean, you caught it the best you could, but it was just a different jump. <laughs> and that ring is high as hell. That post about 15 feet up, I think. Maybe yeah, it was high. high. Yeah, it was high. It was it was rough. The it, it, All of it. The match was great, but everything else in between the bumps and it's they sucked. Yep. That ring sucked. Yep. That's a fun memory. And I, I'm especially glad to know that I that I beat you. So that's good to know. Just that one time. Do you know who you have the most matches with? According, I, I have to, I'll show you the site. But you know who, who you have the most matches with in your career? Who? Think about it. If you're, if they're going to put. It's got to be Peter. It is. It is? It is. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Peter's, Peter's another one of my favorites. You know, it's, it's really awesome to see him succeeding in AEW. We all knew you know, that he had something special. We've always known. And, you know, he's finally getting to shine. And there's nothing funnier than him laying on that little heart bed. Oh, getting, getting pulled out. Getting pulled out. Pull, pulling <laughs> his Peter. That dude's pulling his Peter. But, that yeah, I figured it was Pete because, guy, we've wrestled bajillion times. Yeah. So, okay, I figured it was Peter. Yeah. Don't, tell, don't tell me my record against him, please, because I'm sure it's, it's not good. Well, your overall record is not good. Well, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> and, and all of <laughs> but but well, I won't, you know, rub that in, in in too much. We did win a tag team match together though. 
Did we? Yeah, we, we wrestled down at. Uh, yeah, we wrestled down at the AWA. That's right. We had uh, we had matching little shorts, didn't we? You had some black one. Didn't we both have black on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had know. black on. We. You know why I remember that match? Why? Because in the locker room, you accidentally saw my pieces. And as loud as you could, you said, why are your balls so saggy? That's all I remember about that night. That match could have been 10 stars. It could have been dog <laughs> shit. And all I remember is you deciding to let the locker room know where my balls were. <laughs> and by locker room, I mean half a tent in a parking lot outside in some rain. <laughs> well, I just had to put it out there, man. Well, you know what? I think the rest I just of had to. The locker room appreciated it. They had a good laugh. <laughs> I just had to... <laughs> Do you remember what our tag team name was? It was uh, the world's greatest tan team. There it is. If you can't tone it, tan, tan it. That's right. We were good ass. Yes, team. we were for that one night only. Yep. And it's funny because it's just because uh, BHK doesn't like doing shitty shows. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he, he he did not like coming to shows if he was not getting paid very, very well. Yep. And that's smart. That that's very smart of him. And that that shows uh that shows his veteran wisdom that has helped guide the Rock Nest Monsters to those multiple tag team runs. So and and if and if we were if we're the three of us especially because we we traveled a lot, he was as soon as he would get in the car, he would knock out. Yep. That was, that was his veteran most. Every time. Every time. Every he'd time. In, he would, he'd be in the back laying down, me and you taking turns driving, and he would just sleep. You eating guys were, his, <laughs> eating his you trail know, mix. His, his trail mix and his black coffee. And Why would he drink black coffee only to fall asleep right away? Mm-hmm. That's, that's all he ever did. He just wanted to get in the back seat and fall asleep. I remember I was the uh, honorary member of the Electric City Express, the Scranton Boys. Yes, the Scranton Boys. Here we go. And I only got, I was only an honorary member because I could stay awake in the car. Yes. I earned it. Yes. You were, you were, you were very good at that. You always stayed awake in the car. There was always constant conversations whenever we drove anywhere or even on a flight when we would fly together, you know, up to Portland or whatever. Oh man. We, the Oregon, the airport with Fidel for the morning. This podcast is just going to, just going to be us remembering the dumbest shit. It's funny because, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, I think fans and, you know, definitely, you know, the boys, you know, they, they know who I'm glued to, you know, mm. they know my crew, Peter Avalon, you know, Tyler Rust, you know, BHK, Watts, like that's like, you know, those are that's who people know I'm glued to, you know, Rip. we we've been the heart and soul of so many promotions in California, but I don't know if people like realized how tight we were and how no. many shows we went to together. I mean, we, we'd be. Vegas there and back same day all mm-hmm. the time, you know, mm-hmm. Oregon together, Mexico together, all over California. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if people realize that about you and I, but you, you know, we were road dogs, especially Hollywood. We were, Me especially for Hollywood. Oh yeah. All the time. And that, that was, you know, I, I take credit for you bringing me into Hollywood. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sad we didn't get to do it the way I wanted. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that? My idea? Uh, so my original idea, there's an old movie called Harvey. Mm-hmm. And so this was right after uh, BHK got fired from Championship right. Wrestling from Hollywood with a bunch of guys because he went and got paid fat to go to SummerSlam and be an extra, uh, you know, and they all got punished and I didn't get the call. Uh, so, of course, I went to work like someone was like, how come you didn't go? And I was like, because WWE didn't fucking call me. Uh, and. So I went to work and I and I kept my spot and they were like, come up, you know, come up with something. And I was like, OK, well, I'm still the smallest guy here by a freaking mile. I was like, I want a heavy. I was like, but I don't want to do like, you know, your usual HPK diesel, that kind of thing. I wanted to try something different since because um, I, ha- I had always planned to do like, a, uh, you know, Watts, the uh, HPK diesel thing with Watts. Mm-hmm. But they had him busy. And then I was all of a sudden tag team guy all alone. And so there's an old movie called Harvey where this guy sees this giant rabbit and nobody else can see him. I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to have a bodyguard that I couldn't see. And so I think I'm winning all these matches because I'm great, but it's actually you (laughs) winning the matches for me. 
you know, I'm on, I'm in the corner, the refs with me, you slide in big, big boss man slam something you roll out and here I am and they get up and I pick up the scraps, but I never know you're there. You're behind me in my entrance. You're behind me in my promo. And um, I wanted to go by just Yuma. I'm all by myself. It's just Yuma. That's it. Because I, I was wanted to get rid of the name Johnny without Kevin, uh, right. you know, we weren't Johnny good time and Johnny Yuma anymore. So I was going to be just Yuma. And, but it wasn't just me. It was a big motherfucker winning my matches for me. And I wanted to do that forever. And just, you know, the booze, I'd be like, why is everybody booing? You know, I thought it was going to be great, but uh, everyone thought it was really, really stupid. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I didn't know that. I just remember just you, I went with you to a taping because you kept telling me, you got to come, you got to come. So I did. I went with you. And I guess everything worked out the way that it did where, you know, Sky was coming. I think he was coming back because he yeah. had his, was, he had his neck injury, right? Yeah. And I, I had mentioned to Joey, like, look, you know, if you're going to give him a, a stable, I was like, give him, give him like a, you know, conditioning coach, give him, he's an athlete. Sky's an athlete. He's like right. one of the purest athletes we really know, like in real life, you know, true. fight background, everything. So I was like, let's give him a strength coach. Let's give him a conditioning coach. And then he was like, well, who? And I was like, oh, this guy Duke. Mm -hmm. I remember. And I remember I made a little shirt, the big Duke's gym shirt. Just, yeah. I designed <clears> that shirt just so it looked like you had a, an actual gym. <laughs> and i was just told the the day of to bring um i think he was i think it was you told me saying you get track pants a jacket and you just have a towel around yourself yep and that's all you do for uh, until we, we 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 work you in eventually yeah okay it, it worked it worked i love it you got the, it worked i told you to go get track pants and what's funny mm -hmm. is because i remember hearing um D'Lo Brown talk about how him and Chaz got put to, Mosh got put together. They happen to have matching track pants. And so they're like, that's fine. Just wear those. And that, and then when I told you, I was like, go get some track pants. Like, that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I was just thinking of love. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, Hollywood was, um, that was always fun driving up there, you know, with you, we, we started going up there, when I was, when, well, when we both lived at the SoCal Pro House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 2000, uh, 2012. That was a long drive for us, man. We were going far every time. Every we time. were the furthest ones to come up, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, because it, it was almost, well, I think maybe some of the Vegas guys, it was a little further. Right. Um, but, uh, but other than that, I mean, shoot. And then you and I were typically going right from the, so from the ring back into the car, right to graveyard shifts at 24-hour fitness. Yeah. Yeah, because we we worked at the we worked for twenty four at the twenty four hour at the time, but we worked at different gyms, so we would always you know keep each other awake. Yep, and then Chris <laughs> uh, Chris Terry too. All three of us would yeah. be on the on the graveyard shift at different gyms, mm -hmm. keeping each other awake the whole time. Yep, trying to stay awake and not let anyone rob the gym. <laughs> and we started bringing. Well, it was always us two. Angelo would he he came into the mix um, when he. Moved down, moved down to, yeah, that's right. When he, he moved down to San Diego, first, yeah, yep. And then we, um, um, and we started to incorporate the other guys from the Cal Pro House. So like, we try, <laughs> we try to bring Lovin. I think Lovin went once. He went, yeah, he went like once or twice when we were in the Showcase Theater, still in Hollywood. And uh, yeah. you know, everyone everyone took one look at him. And we're like, get get this scrub out of here. And I was like, no, no, like look how hateable he is. We can find something mm -hmm. for him. And they're like, no. No, I remember Marquez was like, no, never, never. <laughs> he never wanted Nick <laughs> on the show. And then Nick had the coffin. Mm -hmm. they, needed, they needed a casket for a casket match. And who has a coffin? Nick Lovin. And so he, he, yep. got, to, he got to be a pallbearer for Brian Cage versus L.A. Knight yep. in a casket match. And they broke the shit out of Nick's casket. Mm -hmm. They ruined it. That was his because one he still had. He still had the Hearst at that time too that he was driving in. I totally forgot that that's why he had it. And then he, well, yeah. then he got rid of it, and then the casket just sat outside, and we would do dips on and it. Just, yep. <laughs> and then we, it, we would do tricep dips <laughs> on the casket on on arm day. <laughs> so let's talk about. I know you talked. I think you might have talked about it a little bit before with with um, Mike and and Devin, um, but the SoCal Pro House it consisted of. Myself, you, um, Levin, who was head of household. 
if you could call that. Uh, Rennie. Mm-hmm. Kid Karumba. Um, Kid Karumba. Finn. Finn. Yep. I was and, with Finn for a and, long time after that, too. Yeah. And uh, and Randall. Yep. Too hot to handle, Eddie Randall. Not too many. many not many. Too, not, not everyone knows too hot to handle Eddie Randall. It's, it's a shame. Randall was, yeah. you know, he was something else. And when he was on in the ring, he was pretty damn he good. He was on. I remember, remember how on he was when he hit that suicide dive and ruined his shoulder? Oh, he, he, he committed 100%. Dude, he was like a damn missile and then just mm-hmm. ruined his shoulder. And that sucks. I really think that slowed everything, everything, everything. Because him and Kid him, were, yeah. were doing really good as a team and then he got mm-hmm. hurt. That was a bummer. One of my favorite matches ever at SoCal Pro was the Rockness Monsters versus the Frosted Tip Warriors, Eddie Randall and Ryan Kidd. I love wrestling Ryan Kidd. I love wrestling Eddie Randall. And we wrestled them in Mexico a bunch too. Like we were yeah. married, we were married to them for a few months, it felt like, you know, both in San Diego and down in Mexico. And yeah. uh, they were a lot of fun to wrestle. And you look at Kidd and he's he's never stopped. You know, he's gone all around the world. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he helps coach a lot of people in Mexico now, and you know, he's he's killing it. And Randall uh, is in like the best shape of his life. I saw he does, that. He does jujitsu. You mm-hmm. know, he's 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 happy with his. You know, he's got his girl, and they're happy. They've been together a long time, so it's like everybody's doing everybody's doing well from the SoCal Pro House. I think everyone. He could be shit. Look at Lovin. Lovin's what he's got. He's got his girl. He's got a kid. Yep. Never would I think Lovin has a kid. Nope. Me neither. And the and his his Jesus. baby his baby is adorable. That's the craziest yeah. part. He's got a yeah. gorgeous little girl and, and, you know, and he's, he's a family man. And, uh, you know, I talked to Finn here and there, he's doing fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I think I'm sure Rennie's doing good too. I, I haven't really I'm talked sure to him much, but he was always, fine. I'm sure he's doing what he's doing, but that house was something else, man. Give I me think, your best, give me your best SoCal pro house story. Um, I think my favorite one ever, honestly, is, was the Halloween party where, the rules were do not go on the fucking roof. The roof. Yep. Do not go on the roof no matter what. And then some freaking drunk idiot that claimed he knew he, it was that girl that had the Miata. It was mm-hmm. her boyfriend and she's tight with Nick. So she thought, you know, she told him, I'll just do whatever you want. He went up on the roof and then like 17 pro wrestlers, start just screaming get the fuck off the roof get down and he was just like what and then randall pulls out a gun and points it right at him and says get off that roof i'm gonna blow that cigarette right out of your fucking mouth and his reaction was jeez man relax and he got down the stairs there. He climbed down the ladder and everyone was like, you need to fucking go. I remember I was shoving him. I was like, get out of our house now. And mm-hmm. randomly of all people, Scott lost was there. And yeah. I, he was kind of being the voice of reason, you know, Chris Terry was there too. Like, Hey guys, chill out, chill out. And, uh, cause it was a wild party, but that, I think that was my favorite was just a bunch of people yelling and Randall not raising his voice at all, disappearing into his room, coming out with a gun and pointing it at the dude and telling him to get off the roof. And, and that, that was just the funniest thing. Cause we're all yelling. We're pro we're cutting promos on this dumbass on the roof. Mm-hmm. And Randall was like, no, I'm going to get a gun. And all of us were like, Ooh, okay, this is escalated very fast. And then the guy couldn't yeah. leave because he was drunk and he had one of those breathalyzers to start his car. So he <laughs> couldn't even leave. He just slept in his car in the driveway. After getting it's true. Free, after almost getting his ass beat by like 20 people. <laughs> that that's my favorite story because the party was really genuinely fun. Mm-hmm. I remember B-Boy accidentally broke Randall's window with his elbow. Yep. He was doing the sprinkler. <clears throat> he mm-hmm. was dancing and he, he was doing it. the sprinkler and then he started pop locking and then he like elbowed the window and just yep. shattered it. Mm-hmm. And then he and then the best part was he no sold the window and like and then like pop locked away going. he just kept going he left he broke the window and then pop locked away randall was pissed that night that was not a good night for eddie randall no that was not no randall randall took care of his shit mm-hmm. there was no his... no hesitation in that man you do him wrong he will he will let you know 
<laughs> yep. But he also had your back a hundred percent. Oh yeah. And we got to get, um, we got to get the SoCal pro house and a reunion call here. I, I think so. And, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, we do. That would be really, that'd be a lot of fun. That house was a lot of fun. And you know, what's funny about it is that's probably the most I've ever partied in my life, yeah. but we were all in the best shape we've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Cause the first hour of the day was cardio for at least, you know, three or four of us. Yep. And then by 12, we were all in the gym, mm-hmm. all in the gym. Yep. And we were all eating steak right after, you know, Yep. It's weird. it's weird how irresponsible every single bit of that house was, except we were working so hard with wrestling. Make it. Yeah. We still like put our bodies first. We still made sure mm-hmm. we never missed the gym. Mm-hmm. And Randy would hit that cardio in the garage. You would go hit the cardio at the gym. You know, it was a lot. I don't know. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. And I loved how you were, you would not be seen with us at the gym. No, we'd be going in the gym, but ragtag, ugly misfits, uh, the dream team, as they called us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Duke would peel off as quick as he could. <laughs> He'd be like, not lifting with you boys today. No, nope, not doing it. Nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll ride with you and I'll eat steak with you after, but I am not lifting with you guys in your flip flops and moccasins. <laughs> That was good times, man. I love, I love that. I love that. Uh... And you know what's funny? That was like my best year for wrestling, or one of them. Yeah, one of them was. Yeah, because you were you were when we lived there. You you had your your impact gig. Yep, I did TNA. I did yep. my Japan tour. Do Japan? Uh, yep. I was in PWG on every show at the time. Um, yep. That's like, and it and it's just funny because like, if you think about it, you know, my family lost. We lost our home earlier mm-hmm. that year i went from living you know in this big beautiful house with my family and my girlfriend to living in a, a tool shed with my mm-hmm. boys you know yep and it's weird it's just weird to think that while i was living in a literal tool shed i i was like traveling the world on somebody else's dime yep it's just funny how things work it's even funny it's it's just crazy to think about like even from then to now where everyone's gone yeah and what everyone's doing now you know what i'm saying yeah it's 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 i'm just i'm just glad everybody's good you know yeah you and know? everybody's you're good. good you're a damn homeowner i am you know you went from renting that dirty room at the socal pro house now you're a homeowner and mm-hmm. just everybody's good and if, if there was a house if there was a house full of people meant to fail it was definitely it was, it was that, that one house. absolutely absolutely I, <clears throat> sometimes i go on uh google earth and type in the address no, of the house sad and 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 see what it what see what it has, it's, it's become. a park now right with like a gazebo no well well the the guy who lived next door remember him yeah he bought the house mm-hmm. i remember all that he, yeah he tore it all down and he extended his whole backyard in front with it oh we drove by it once when i was living just up the freeway in encinitas mm-hmm. and somebody had told us that that was um that wasn't just his yard. It was like it was like a like a a park for all the neighbors that he was friends with. Like he would let other people walk their dogs there and stuff. Just to it's get, beautiful. He wanted us gone so bad, just so he could tear that house down and build a park. I mean, well, yeah, because every house on that block was just immaculate. And then you drove by our house, and it was you know you play the the Beverly Hillbillies thing. For real, for real. You know? It's crazy. It's crazy that. Uh, that house was in the condition it was in. And, you know, we probably could have fixed it up, but it wouldn't have mattered. We could have. No. It wouldn't have mattered. That dude, no. would have, that dude would have got his wish and bought the property no matter what. Even if, like, even if Nick was, you know, on his game every month, it was like, hey, we need a new this. We need a new that. Remember when we got the new washer and dryer? How quick they broke? Oh, it was like not even two weeks. Brand it wasn't new. even two weeks. Brand, Brand new. new. And you know broke. why? It's because rat chewed yep. through the hosing. Yep, and nobody wanted to fix the hose. Nope, that was it. <laughs> that was it. That's the kind of house it was. But I'm glad everybody's doing good. It, it makes me very happy to see how everybody's doing. You know. Yeah, man. Adam, who is that distinguished figure behind you? Oh, that would be uh, Viscera. That's right. Adam's background here on the Zoom call is Viscera, Big Daddy V, Viscera, Mabel, King Mabel, Nelson Knight, Nelson Fraser himself, the man. What is your fandom with him? Just just tell me, what is your fandom with him? I'll do it quick because I literally, people ask me this on every podcast. He Mm -hmm. is, I had seen pro wrestling on TV. I never watched it. Not once, not once. 
but all my friends were obsessed. They brought the magazines to school. They brought the figures to school. Uh, you know, we, they were playing. I remember them playing in your house one time on place. I think it was PlayStation. Yeah, uh, PlayStation. Yeah, it was a PlayStation version. And um, and I just remember being like, "What the hell?" I, was, I, I thought it was like it, it looked like if Mortal Kombat sucked. Like that's how I saw it in right. my head. So I was just a hater forever. And my my buddy Sean was the only one who didn't hassle me about not watching wrestling. He would just politely ask me. He was just like a polite young man. He's a polite man now. And he was like, hey, man, I think if you gave it a shot, you would really like it and you'd be able to talk, talk to us more when we're talking about it. And I was like, all right, fine. Flip the channel. The very first body I see is Viscera. And that was it. That clicked. I was just like, holy shit. I didn't know people could look like that. And he beat right. the tar out of Crash Holly. And I was like, I didn't know little guys were allowed to fight. And, you know, you know me, tiny as hell my mm-hmm. entire life. So it's just this, it was this combination of seeing a guy that looked like he could have walked off like, you know, uh, like a sci-fi movie set or a horror, like just he's just a literal monster yeah. in mm-hmm. real life. And this little, you know, David fighting Goliath. And it was just that perfect combo right there. You know, I love big giant aliens in Star Wars. And, and I, I like, you know, when little guys put up a fight. And that was what I saw the first eight minutes of wrestling I'd ever watched in my life. And that was it. That's all it took. Like Viscera changed my entire life. And and I genuinely, and I mean this with a thousand percent sincerity, I think he's a fantastic pro wrestler. Yeah. And, and I think and I think that bothers a lot of people. And I think they think I'm joking, but I'm not. I would love no. to see anyone, and I love super heavyweights. I love I love them all. I love right. them all. You know, super heavyweights are my shit. It might be because I'm a small guy, like it's just opposites attract, maybe. But, you know, I love my juniors, too. I love my junior heavyweights. I love my tiny guys. Those are my those are my heroes, too. Rey Mysterio, Taka, Jerry Lynn, X-Pac, S.A. Rios, Crash Holly. Like, those guys are my other favorites. So it's like, I don't know. I just I just love Vistra. And it's funny. I just took a picture literally before I walked in the room of my YouTube on the TV. What Culture Wrestling uh, had recommended a video. The top 10 wrestlers who got too many chances. And it was a picture of Big Daddy V. And I was furious. I took a picture of it because I was so damn mad. Because in my opinion, he didn't get enough chances. But that's another podcast entirely. I met, you know, I, I met him one time, right? Yeah, I think you told me you met him once. Because you, yeah, you used to meet all the guys uh, in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. You so they little autograph books. I would. They When they would run the Catholic Youth Center. Nine times out of 10, they would do an autograph signing that morning. So if they're running, say, like a Saturday night or even Sunday afternoon, they would run. uh, They would have an autograph signing at the mall, which was down the street. And this particular one on a Saturday, I think it was like Brutus Beefcake was there. Greg the Hammer Valentine and a couple other guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, so we're, I'm going down the line and getting everything to sign and he's walking down the front entrance of the mall towards where everybody was. And he just posted up behind like this stage and asked like, what was going on? Oh, Hey, what's going on? Dude. And he was there for maybe like two or three minutes. And I just remember seeing him and me being in awe of him. Like, Holy Christ, look at the size of that's at the time. That's Mabel. You know, and he just, you know, he had this, he had these huge, like, I remember these huge velour, like, track pants and suit and everything like that. Big old glasses on his his little, his fro and his, or his his mohawk, whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. I just thought it was, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. He just, and he just walked out. (laughs) Oh shit. That's cool. (laughs) He's not here to sign. He's not here to waste his time. He's just, what's going on? Hell no. He was just at the mall. (laughs) He was just at the mall. Him and, him and Mo. They just got some orange Julius and we're like, is that beefcake over there? Let's go the other yeah. way. <laughs> I got an orange Julius and an Annie Ann's pretzel and walked on out. <laughs> I bet he got more than one pretzel, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he did. Yuma, who are your, um, who are your top five great uh, favorite wrestlers of all time? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, but it's gotta be Viscera. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Ray Jr. Chris Jericho, and then those are the constants. And then the floating spot is always because it's just tough. Um, 
I, I want to right now I'm feeling I want to say taco. Okay. And you know, I've I'm, I'm not just you know me, I'm big geek. I've, mm-hmm. I've done the deep diving. I have watched so much Michinoku Pro, uh, Dino, uh, Dino Winwood or uh, Howdy Price, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call him. He, he gave me this amazing compilation with like so many shows from 93 to like 98. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I've seen so much M Pro and it's just, it's my favorite company outside of uh, like 2000 WWF. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll say Taka. No, you know what? I'm gonna say X Pac. I'm gonna say X-Pac. okay. There you go, X Pac. Because what I like about juniors like him and Jerry Lynn is, you know, could they flip? Yeah, but did they? Only no. when they had to. And I love flips. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Ricochet is to me one of the coolest, most impressive athletes on the planet. You know, he taught me how to do a backflip. That's right. We I forgot. Yeah, we got to go. We, we hung out with them that one time when we were went, uh, to the gymnastics center. Uh-huh. You know, so don't get me wrong. I love flips. I love good flips and flopping yeah. and flying. But um, but I just loved how those guys just did something a little different at their size to still get by and to still, you know, win matches against bigger guys. You know, like so. Yeah, I'm gonna say X Pac. Okay, he's, he's Adam. What about you? Yeah, Adam. Let's hear your five. My five. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, the two constants for me are uh, Edge and Randy Orton. Nice. I like them. Uh, Kurt, too, probably. Mm. <sighs> Kevin Owens. Okay. Because I'm a fat guy, and that speaks to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last one. Uh, By the way, can we talk about how Viscera's left forearm has a tattoo that looks like Edge's 2004 mm-hmm. return tights? <laughs> It's true. What's yeah. With that, that looks like Edge's 04 logo, and I don't know if I've ever <laughs> noticed that. I haven't either. That's crazy. You know what? I I know. I know. I know. Big man, Big Duke's favorite wrestler of all time, Shane Douglas. That's right. It's a franchise. Shane Douglas. He was th- in his gear bag. He had an action figure of Shane Douglas, the Toy Biz WCW one. He had that mm-hmm. in his gear bag every single show. Yep, I got it at the Kobe Swap Meet down in San Diego. That's right. I think I was with you that day. I remember I found um, a finishing moves, Mr. Ass, because when I was mm-hmm. a kid, I had ruined mine. It came with Eddie Guerrero, and it's the only finishing move pack where their hair didn't look stupid because they had short hair. Right. Um, oh, there's another one. Jamie Noble and Hurricane had short hair, so it came out good. But the ones with long hair look stupid because they're like mid-move, and it's like sculpted that way. But I ruined my one, my original Mr. Ass finishing moves because I thought I needed to customize him into a Sean Stasiak figure. I I don't know why I was just big on Stasiak towards the end of WCW. And I was like, you know what? Let me ruin this toy with purple nail polish. And uh, so I remember, yeah, the day you found that, that, that franchise, I had found that nice tight joints and everything. I found that perfect brand new uh, Mr. Ass. That was yeah. a good day. That was a good morning. I, I still have that figure too. It's upstairs in my 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 middle room. Oh yeah, I got my my Mister Ass, my Jamie Noble, my Hurricane, and my Eddie Guerrero finishing moves figures. I have mm-hmm. them accessible at all times because I try I use them to try to come up with moves because they have the articulation even, that allows. I even have I even have a signed eight by ten by the franchise. Oh, that's awesome! See, I was not an, an ECW one too, not WCW. Ooh. An authentic ECW. I mean, I mean, you're a Pennsylvania boy, so you had access to all the all the mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember there was that picture of uh, that Nitro, your your front row, and it was in the new front room. row at Nitro. Yeah, yeah. When WCW Nitro the, came here, the smiling just, Nitro's here. <laughs> I had I had my Taz shirt on. Ooh, ooh, okay, <laughs> a little cross promotion, a little rivalry. See, you're you're oh, hardcore yeah. from the beginning, bro. Oh yeah, dude. That's awesome used to go to those stuff they used to come here all the time man um the wcw was the first major promotion to come to wilkes-barre um when we got the new arena that was built that was in like 96 97 i think and so wcw nitro was the first show to to come here and then w then wwe followed through (laughs) of course they Um, coming through they came in not too long after and then they would they would go back and forth they would come probably probably every three, four months, there was always a, a, a either a live event or, you know, a television taping here. That's lucky, man. Cause 
you know, I did start watching wrestling until right before Rumble 2000. And, you know, San Diego was never really a hot spot for TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know Adam knows that, you know, house shows, we get three, four a year, but TV was pretty rare. I didn't go to my first uh, wrestling event until it was a house show in October of 2000. And I remember it was just, it was just a freaking blast. The main event was the Dudleys versus TNA in a tables match. And, you know, and they don't, don't get me wrong. They sent, there were no rock. There wasn't no stone cold that night. Right. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I think the mean street posse had a match, but the biggest thing was um, Mr. Ass had been out with his shoulder injury since February. And the build match was he who shall not be named versus road dog. What was, what was on the paper. And, you know, Benoit comes out, everyone's booing and everyone's waiting for road dog you know, knees are wiggling. People are starting to, you know, do, everyone's waiting for road dog. And then it just, I'm a mass man. Like as loud, the loudest thing I've ever heard. It was so loud. They hit his music like louder than anybody else's. And the place went nuts. And he was back on TV. I think the next night. That's so cool. it was like super cool. It was so cool. Cause I didn't read the internet then. Yeah. I did for one reason. I did the internet for wrestling for one reason in 2000 and that was to learn their real names for some reason right raja wwf.com had this little list with their real names and i was just like oh that's so fat i thought it was the most fascinating thing in the world that the undertaker was named mark <laughs> that blew a my common name mind. sean michael's name not being sean but being michael mm-hmm like that blew my mind. And so that was all yeah. I, I didn't read rumors or spoilers or anything. So literally every single thing that happened, you know, and I watched everything. Oh, I yeah. started with that SmackDown and then I didn't get to see the Rumble, but my friends told me about it. And like, you got to watch Raw tonight and see who won the Rumble. And I didn't really understand. I didn't know who anybody was. You know, I thought right. Taz was the Undertaker because it's because I saw they had the hype video for him and it was black and orange. And I thought Halloween. So I thought zombie. That's one of my many stupid misunderstandings from that era. And I was like, well, what's the Royal Rumble? And they're like, oh, everybody's in it. That SmackDown I watched ended with a big everybody brawling to hype the Rumble, like everybody. Um, and so they're like, oh, yeah, you got to watch Raw. And they're like, oh, like, is anyone watching Nitro? And I was like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's, it's, it's this one. So in San Diego, uh, Adam, I don't know if you remember this, but Nitro would play from 8 to 10. And then from 10 to 12, it would play back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would do is I would watch the first hour of Nitro. This was probably, I don't think I watched WCW until maybe the first week of February. No, it was January still. Um, and so I would watch the first hour of Nitro, two hours of Raw. And by the time the Raw was over, it was already on the second hour of Nitro. Yeah. So I would watch this crazy sandwich of wrestling on Mondays. And then, I would never miss Thunder. As soon as I knew there was another show, I wouldn't miss it. Never miss SmackDown. Never miss ECW on TNN. I would watch Jacked or Metal on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, I would watch Worldwide, Hardcore TV, and WOW, all back to back to back on different stations. So, like, wrestling was on for me, like, almost every day of the week. And my, yeah. my I don't think my family, I, I think they've never hated me more. <laughs> I hogged the TV, man. I hogged it. I was like, no, I can't. This is what I'm going to do with my life. I have to watch it. And they're like, yeah, all right, Pipsqueak, sure. Prove them wrong. What, at what age or did it kind of click for you? Like, this is what I want to do. It, it, right away. Right away. Right day, away. One, day one. Day one. And the reason for that is because a lot of people know when I was little, you know, I wanted to be. So up until I discovered wrestling, my goals were to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live or to be the first American person to ever play James Bond. And I wanted to do my own stunts. I wanted to be an actor who did his own stunts. That's all I wanted to do from a young age. Probably from Star Wars is when that started was the desire to be an actor. I wanted to be in a Star Wars movie. And then I loved, you know, stand up and SNL growing up. So I was like, oh, but I want to be I want to be a comedian. Also, I just thought I could do everything. Right. And then, and I saw wrestling and since I was a hater first, you know, I knew it was fake, you know? So I was like, well, that, those are just actors doing their own stunts. And that was it. It clicked right away. I was like, I could probably do that. I didn't know I would not grow at all. Uh, you know, 
I uh, I went into high school under five feet tall, and I was like, it'll hit. It, it'll hit. I'll get the growth spurt. I got an uncle that's almost six feet. It'll hit. It'll <laughs> You're hit. still waiting? I'm still waiting. I'm going the other way, man. I'm going sideways instead. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, it was right away, man. It was right away. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I, and I just didn't shut up about it, and I haven't shut up about it since. I've yeah. been a wrestling fan for, you know, 21 years now. And it's, it's encompassed my entire life. Obviously I've got a lot of other skills. I was a musician, you know, a okay. uh, fitness coach for a long time. You know, I, I have a lot of other passions, toy making being mm-hmm. toys being my lifelong passion. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's just, I knew I would entertain and, and it, I just happened to find a neat little niche where weirdos kind of fit in. Right. See, I didn't, it didn't click for me. Like, obviously when I was growing up, it, 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 I was obviously a bigger kid than, than most people. So I was going the athlete route. Um, that obviously didn't pan out. I wasn't a good student. So I joined the military, did my military time, whatever, whatever. And then when I got out, I started to get back into wrestling. So I was still in my twenties and, um, I watched the, what was it? The, uh, WrestleMania from Arizona. What was that? 27, no, 26, 26. Yeah, yeah. 26 and that, that was that was when that was when sean retired oh yeah yeah and that was and, match, right with taker yeah and that's when it clicked for me that you know what i'm gonna try that and then little did i know in the almost 10 years that i wrestled would it take me to places that i never thought would be possible Amen. Working, work, working for WWE on a consistent basis, traveling with you, getting bookings in different states, getting flown to different promotions, put it, put up in hotels, getting cars, getting money, getting, you know, hell, I signed up for lack, you know, I, I, get, I don't know if you want to call it a promotion. I mean, you can, because I, I mean, I signed a legit contract with a wrestling promotion that was paying me mm-hmm. to do that. Did I yeah. last long? Of course not. <laughs> Hey man, but but it happened. Not a lot of people can ever say they were guaranteed money to wrestle right. matches, and you were, and you worked hard for it. Right. I think the coolest thing in your career was getting DDT'd on a wooden ramp by Terry fucking Funk. Yes. And it looked like it yes. hurt like hell. It did. It did. I re- <laughs> that was Adam. Do you remember when they had the um the that uh, that was it was a what was it called House of Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy Dreamer brought a yeah. House of Hardcore show, I think, to Saquon, right? No, yeah. it was at over. It was up at Harris. It was at Harris. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't get to be a part of. That. I was pissed. Well, it's because I had heat with yeah. Jeff. That's why I wasn't part of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always, Do you remember going to that, Adam? I uh, know. I didn't. I don't think I went to that. No, um, but they, they 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 had me. They had a couple of us there from SoCal Pro to 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 work security, not security, but like help the wrestler i mean they were coming in from all over the place i'm talking every wrestler f- that you could think of was coming in you know flair mil mascaris um i mean people like dennis rodman were there and fucking yeah that was any dope. big name any big name who wasn't people. signed yeah was there and what's the first world of wrestling always bring your gear damn right and it was adam pierce who i owe a lot i owe a lot of stuff to adam because he got me to do uh, things that I could say the same, man. I, I owe a lot to yeah. Adam too. He I could, great, yeah. He was a great mentor to San Diego guys. He was, especially if he liked you. If he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> you know, get the fuck out of here, type thing. Um, but he, uh, he, he gave me the opportunity, and I remember um, I put on my gear, and <laughs> somebody just said something like, "Hey, you're going to work this tag match." but you're going to get involved and you're going to get beat up by, you know, Terry Funk. So go talk to him and see what he wants. And uh, there's young 20 something year old Dan, all the whippersnapper going up to, you know, Terry Funk, how you doing, sir? You know, I want to do something with you. This is what we're going to do. And he just looked at me. He goes, have you ever taken a spin and toe hold? I said, yeah, yeah, I've, I've taken one. He goes, no, 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 son. Have you ever taken a Terry Funk? spinning toe hold nope can't say i have sir he goes all right well i'll call it when we're out there so (laughs) we get into the ring we do the spot we get in there we're fighting we're fighting 
and he takes me outside the ring and he just, just shoot grabs me. And I'm like, well, this is it. And he just shoots DDTs me on the ramp. <laughs> I remember you, you, I think, I think you actually called me. Yeah. You, I'm not a phone guy typically, but I think you called me because you were like, dude, let me tell you why my head fucking hurts. Terry Funk shot a DDT on me on the stage. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. And then he, and then he yells out spinning toehold and he called it. On, on the only the movie ramp. called. On, only movie called. That's it. <laughs> Shoot the DDT and then hit the toehold. Yeah. I went to the back afterwards and thanked them. He's all oh, good job, son. You did very, very well. And I was like, done. I'm good. Great. I was I was really I remember I was super jealous that night. I was just chilling with Anita and we were I don't think we were doing anything. I was just, you know, anytime I'm not on a show, I'm I'm mad about it. Right. And especially a San Diego show. There's like fucking one. And I'm like, really? I'm not on this. So I was but I was I remember I was mad. I was super mad. But then you called me and I was like, all right, at least at least one of the boys ate tonight, you know? Yeah. That was cool. That was, and that was funny as hell too. The fact that he shot a DDT on you. And like, what are you going to do? It's Terry Funk, living legend. Like you're going to take it. You're going to hit your head as hard as you can for him. Yep. I should have gigged. I should have did everything. You're going to you bruise know. that brain. You're a legend. <laughs> and that's so weird about wrestling. You know, it's just, it's like such an honor to work with some of these people. Mm -hmm. And especially when there's someone like Terry Funk, you know, who's just beloved. You know, a lot of legends have sullied their their reputations through their, you know, personal beliefs, their morals, their actions. But then there's like pure legends like Terry Funk, you know, and so it's just super cool and like an honor, you know, it's mm -hmm. literally an honor to work with some of these people. And it, as I was that was really cool. I was stoked that you got to do that. Yeah, it was I was very, very blessed at the time and obviously thanked, you know, Adam for giving me that opportunity and me. You know, you know how Adam is. He was like, "You're good. That's it. That's Keep it, doing man. what you're doing." I got. No conversation. I got you. It was good job, kid. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. And you know, you had Adam's, you know, respect if he consistently oh, yeah. talked to you or if he picked you for certain things. Like you knew that. Okay, you're liked by Adam, so you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that went a long way in San Diego. Yeah, it goes a long mm -hmm. way anywhere. Look at him now. Adam's the damn man. He is. I'm pissed, man. If they keep teasing us with an Adam Pierce match and not doing it, I'm going to get really mad. I'm going to get really mad. I've I'm been waiting for it. I'm going to get really mad. And and he's if, – if anyone's going to say no and then do it to surprise us, it's him. So I've got my fingers crossed that Adam will wrestle a match in the WWE, ideally against Roman Reigns, because that match would be amazing. It would. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be so good. Uh, Andrew – or I'm sorry – Yuma. How do you want to, what do you want? Do people call you no, Andrew? Every, everybody knows my damn name's Andrew. Yeah, okay. So Yuma, um, you talked about San Diego and how shows would come down there every once in a while. And um, when we used to go down there, um, <laughs> do we need to go you know there? This? We're going there. We're going the last night Ooh. I ever had a drop of alcohol. Andrew, who is the one person to cause you to quit drinking alcohol forever? Vicky Guerrero. And? Uh, who was uh, was it Philip Rivers? Or you? It was me. Well, I mean, you, you started it. You, it. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. You were being generous, and I was being irresponsible. I, I, was. Remember, I remember this. It was August 15th. Monday night, August 15th, 2011. The SoCal Pro House, on a whim, decides to not help Flyer, because bad attitudes, I guess, uh, show up to Raw mm, 20 minutes before it starts. We buy $20 tickets. Literally, San Diego Sports Arena is small. It's my favorite arena on the planet. Uh, Adam, I know you've been there a million times. We were literally against the wall with the numbers. It's the only arena that doesn't matter where you sit. Nothing Every seat is good. Every seat is good. 20 bucks or 200 bucks. You yeah, you have a beautiful view. It's yeah. perfect arena. So we get tickets at the last, last second. It was me, Nick Lovin, uh, my girlfriend, now wife, Anita, Duke, uh, I think Nightmare Azteca, 
was yeah. there, but he wasn't with us. But somehow our seats ended up directly next to his. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joey the Bone Barone was there. But again, we didn't go with these guys, but our tickets were like right next to them. We just showed up. Yeah. We just showed up and uh, Duke had just gotten out of the Navy. Mm-hmm. Flush with cash. <laughs> And we go to this gas station in the parking lot and just buy a bunch of four locos. And this is when they were still absolutely poisoned. They were, they were pure poison. There was like 600 milligrams of caffeine or something insane. It was like 12% alcohol. They were, they were just absolute radioactive waste. And we just start chugging them because, you know, we don't want to miss the dark. Because at the end of the day, we're still giant fans. We're fans. And we still watch the product as, as you know, every, every week. We didn't miss any shows then. Um, and so we just get just tore up as fast as we can. And that was a mistake. That was one of the first mistakes we made was drinking as fast as we could. I think I had two, four locos in under 20 minutes mm-hmm. and we stumble up to our seats and then Duke goes, we should get some merchandise. <laughs> so they're filming like WWE ECW or something. They were, they were doing something that we did maybe superstars or some shit. And like, we're like, and none of us wanted to miss the matches, but we were pretty tore up. So we're like, let's get some merch. So me and Nick Lovin and Duke and, and Anita go down there. And Duke was just like, whatever you want, kids. <laughs> it felt like it felt like going to the Charger games with my dad. I'm not kidding. It was exact same. Hey, whatever you want, son. So I, I get a Kofi Kingston trucker hat because I love Kofi Kingston. And the hat was crazy looking. My wife got the John Cena sweat band head headband mm-hmm. and armbands and we still have it my son wears them sometimes uh and nick lovin got like an ultimate warrior shirt yeah. it was like it was like a dress on him and i don't remember what did you get dan what did you get i got oh boy i probably it might have been like a randy orton shirt or something like that it oh, wasn't like it was. anything no no i'm sorry i got the i got the punk shirt that's right you were the only one who didn't get something that like look dumb you got like a good looking mm-hmm. shirt and the rest of us picked the mm-hmm. wackiest crap we could and i remember yep. being pissed because I, again drunk out of my mind i remember being so mad they didn't have the apa gloves that they yep. hadn't sold in like nine or <laughs> eleven years i was like i want the apa gloves they they got the pads on them and they're like what and you were like <laughs> they don't have them they don't what the apa is not here i was like i want the fucking a- acolytes gloves I want the fucking gloves because I wanted those as a kid so bad and I never got them. But so, so, I mean, if it was like a cartoon, there would have been a dollar total in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Duke, Duke goes, Hey shit, while we're down here in the, uh, in the terrace, let's get some beers. And you know, it's two a piece. So every single one of us gets two beers and they're big as hell. And we're just chugging them, chugging them, chugging them. We go back up to our, we had we couldn't have sat in a more dangerous spot for how drunk we were. I remember Anita was leaning like freaking Michael Jackson on the staircase and she almost fell. And Nightmare Azteca grabbed her by the sweatshirt and like saved her, saved her life, like literally saved her life. And then I started to fall down the stairs and <laughs> someone saved me. It was just it was we were just a mess. Kane pushed Zack Ryder off the stage, I think. And that yep. might have been a different show we went to. No, it was that one. That was, I think that, one. was that one. Yeah, he pushed him off the stage in the wheelchair, and we're fucking losing it. You know, it had been over for a while, and you know, they had the medics tending to him to make it look super real, and we're just screaming, laughing still because it was such a funny bump. The show ends, none of us remember a single thing about it except Zack Ryder flying off the stage. We're leaving, we're walking by the Chili's, and that's where everybody has to come out fans and talent. And I see Vicky Guerrero and she was mega heel at the time. And I'm just ripped. I got my Kofi Kingston hat on. I get on the hood of her car and I just start slapping the hood. And I was like, excuse me, fuck you. <laughs> and I'm just flipping her off. And, and it's weird because I remember this so vividly. And it's also because it's been told to me by like a hundred people that were there. And I'm just yelling. And she was so kind. Like she, she was just like, thank you, sweetie. Like, <laughs> excuse you like she was playing with it you know because she was stuck at the light that light there takes forever and it's miserable and you know all those stars have their rental cars and you know they don't always have tint and so they're just getting bombarded by dumb idiots like me and eventually i think it was duke picked me up like a baby and peeled me off the car and uh 
we get into the parking lot, and then I see some guy wearing a Philip Rivers jersey, and and I, I wandered away from the group a little bit. I had gone off, and I just start picking a fight with this guy. That's mm-hmm. how drunk I was. This guy's dwarfs me. He was huge. He was huge, not compared to Dan, but compared to me. And I was like, "You're not Philip Rivers. Take that fucking jersey <laughs> off." And he was like, "Excuse me." This guy wasn't drunk. He wasn't at the show. He was just at Chili's. He had no idea, like, why some freaking little dude with tattoos and ratty hair was screaming at him. I was like, you take that jersey off. You are not Philip Rivers. You're not on the Chargers. And he was like, are you fucking kidding, dude? And then he starts being, and then he threw his hands up and was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. And he walks away. And I was like, that's right, you little bitch. And I'm just talking shit. And then I turn around and Dan is standing right behind me. Dan had scared him off behind me, but I didn't know. Dan was right behind me and he was like, Hey man, I think you need to, I think you need to go, go rest. And that was the end of it. That was the end of it. I passed out in my truck and I literally, and it's, we're coming up on 10 years this August. I have not had a single drop of alcohol since that's not the only reason, but that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Okay. I'm, I'm very proud of my, uh, not drinking. Um, I don't want to, I'm not going to, uh, but that was, that was the last straw. I, I woke up, <laughs> feeling terrible from all the poison we sucked down and all i could think about was like wow like this is the company i dream of working for i've been dreaming of working here for over 10 years and i just attacked one of their talents like an idiot i was like i can't do that if i'm gonna succeed i have to take the right steps for me to be able to achieve my goals and i was like and Mm -hmm. being a drunk idiot isn't gonna do it and that was it People always say, oh, I'm never drinking again. I said that. And I remember I threw up some Chef Boyardee uh, ravioli that I tried to eat that next morning. Uh, And it's funny because that's me and my wife's anniversary. I ruined Mm -hmm. our anniversary. It was our one-year anniversary, and I ruined it throwing up ravioli all morning. Um, And that was it. That was it. That was the straw. So thank you, Duke. I I appreciate it. Thank you for funding my last night of uh, that level of... of, uh, youth that level I just, of stupidity. i just remember uh myself and and loving leaning up against the car as the trailers are coming out from the back and we were again we were drunk off our asses weight trying to sober up and um <clears throat> loving and i playing a game of what do you think is in that truck <laughs> like what, what part like, like what equipment's in there oh and we're like <laughs> We're making solid guesses too. Oh, it's it's those bars that got knocked over anytime there's a, a brawl in the back. The metal bars that make a bunch of noise. It's the drums that are on fire that say rise war. <laughs> We're like, oh, if that's the last truck, that's definitely the ring. The ring's in that one, I bet. You guys probably thought you were so freaking smart. Oh, we it's thought crazy. we were the smartest. Dude, it's crazy because you know, on the West Coast, Raw ends at eight. You can get mm-hmm. home and watch it. Mm-hmm. We were in that parking lot until three in the morning. I remember we kind of woke up at the same time. Mm -hmm. I saw Nick's car. I think maybe hearing Nick's car turn on is what woke me up. And my wife was just freezing in her seat because the door we passed out with the doors open and the Mm -hmm. keys were under my seat. Like I thought that was a smart idea. I was like, Oh, I won't drive. And, and that's, that's one of the main reasons is like, I'm like, wow, I could have hurt a lot of people. If I drove home that Mm -hmm. night, I could have hurt the girl I loved if I drove home that night. And that was, that was a big part of it, you know, but it was just crazy, man. That was a crazy night, and I will never forget it, despite how much I drank. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good times, my man. Good, that, that, that was fun. That was, that was probably one of the best nights that we've had. That, we've, had we've had a lot. Oh, yeah, and I don't think I could tell you a single match on that card. No. <laughs> I, I, no. I, I couldn't tell you. Not a one. No. Um, hey, guys, I know we're, we're running a little bit long here, so why don't we – pause we'll do two-part series here with our conversation with with yuma tune in next week for part two of our conversation and thanks for listening and that is the last word